running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your host, Jerry Napoleonello. All right, here we are. Running up the score, Jerry Napoleonello here. Yes, sir, we are looking on to week five. Week five, we're going to get into some, um, you know, a lot of quarterbacks have been benched. Uh, there's been trades. We got the trade deadline on Tuesday. We got football tonight, Bucks, Ravens. Um, I got some power rankings for you guys. I have uh, some other possible trades to go down uh, in the coming days. Biggest surprises, biggest disappointments. Uh, we're going to get into some card talk. You know, um, we got a lot. We got some pretty cool releases coming out. Uh, I just opened up a Panini certified. I am, uh, I should be getting a Panini Black football 2022 coming in soon. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. So I'll open that up. I'll put it up on uh, socials. We got a movie in the hobby coming out. Well, being made. Um, and, you know, we got some World Series talk. You know, we're going to get into the hobby talk of that. So there's a lot. We got a lot to get into today. We're going to start off with what we learned in week seven. All right. So we learned that Sam Ellinger will be the quarterback for the time being in Indianapolis. Matt Ryan has been benched. Uh, He's 37 years old, and he's looked every single part of that 37 years. Not good. Not good in Indianapolis for a team that had such a solid team going into this year. We thought Matt Ryan was that step forward, at least to, to to get going. Because, I mean, even with Carson Wentz, they played well. Now you're putting in a better quarterback, or at least we thought was a better quarterback in Matt Ryan. And it's just not looking good in Indy. So uh, Sam Ellinger gives a little bit of a different feel to that offense. He's got, um, he's got some legs, really. He can, he can roll out. He can, uh, he's a mobile quarterback. So maybe that'll just add, uh, some pizzazz to this offense, you know, and, Maybe help out Jonathan Taylor as well. <laughs> um, but Mac Jones came back on Monday night. Was put back on the bench for Bailey Zappi. But so far we hear uh, Belichick say that Mac Jones will be back starting for the Pats against the Jets this week. But Bailey Zappi might just bring this... Uh, this draft class up a little bit and maybe give a little bit of hype to uh, the hobby. So I'm excited for that. I think, you know, if Mac Jones, I, I mean, I kind of feel for, you know, the people that have, um, you know, really invested in Mac Jones. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, Mac Jones, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, the two guys that people were drooling over in the hobby. Absolutely drooling. You wanted the Patriots. You wanted the Jags. And, uh, 
you know, in breaks. And it's, I don't know. I think you got to start selling uh, for Mac Jones. I mean, uh, right now, actually, it's probably not a good time to sell Mac Jones. It really isn't because you're just going to get hit hard. I think it's time to just hold. I think you got to hold on Mac Jones because even if Bailey Zappi is the guy eventually in New England, Mac Jones is going to be the guy somewhere else. It's not like Mac Jones is a bad quarterback. It's just it's not working right now in New England, although he is starting against the Jets, and the Jets are going to be a tough team. But if there's any team, if there's any person that can uh, befuddle Zach Wilson and the Jets, the, the hot Jets right now, it's Bill Belichick. So, staying on the Jets here, the Jets uh, got some bad news. Brees Hall tore his ACL. He's out for the season. And it sucks because he was having such a good season. Absolutely such a good season. Even in that game, I think he had like a 72-yard uh, touchdown. He he brought a different feel to the, the Jets' offense. And it's shown, I mean, I, I think there was a stat that if I could pull it up, um, I forget, I think I saw it on Twitter, but, um, it was Jets are the first team since 2011, Tim Tebow led Broncos to win consecutive games with 105 or fewer net passing yards. So we're not seeing crazy games from Zach Wilson. This team is moving along through their defense and their run game. And the fact that they lose Brees Hall. That's a big hit, but they go out and make a trade for James Robinson, and that's it's a good move. It, it it really is a good move because you know Travis Etienne is really taking over in uh, Jacksonville. This is what we wanted to see from Travis Etienne. You know we saw the talent, but we haven't seen it in the NFL yet, and there was a lot of. You know, he's made a lot of mistakes, fumbling, this and that, injuries. So the fact that he's starting to to move along is is nice to see for, for Jacksonville. In terms of James Robinson, hey, this is perfect. This is a perfect position for him to move on, get to the Jets, be the starter because we thought he was going to be the starter in, in Jacksonville because we weren't seeing much from ETN, but ETN's showing a lot. So now James Robinson will be the guy with the Jets and Travis Etienne will keep doing his thing in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's right there. I feel like they're right there. And, you know, I want to see them get even better on offense. You know, they definitely need some help on that offensive line. Trevor Lawrence is, like, right there. You can tell that, like, it's it's bound to come out that he's going to be an absolute stud. There's signs. We're seeing signs, but we're also seeing signs of, oh boy, <laughs> you know, like that's, if if you're one of those people that have spent so much money on Trevor Lawrence, you're you're sweating. You're, you're really sweating right now because you'll, you'll see a game and you're like, oh my God, best money I've spent. And then the next game you'll say, what did I do with that money? You know, it that's that's just the way it's 
it's working out in Jacksonville. But, you know, a lot has to do with the team. You know, that offensive line is beat up. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence is running for his life. But they almost beat the Giants. You know, they're, they're right there. They beat up on the Colts. And at that time, we thought the Colts were actually a good team. And they absolutely massacred the Colts. So, Jaguars are there. I feel like they're right there. But let's move on to some trades. So, the NFC East teams really started off the trades. Um, Cowboys went out and traded for uh, Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle, something that they really needed. Okay. So, um, breaking news to uh, running up the score right now. Bengals star wide receiver Jamar Chase out for week eight and could miss multiple games due to a hip injury. That's crazy. That's uh that's tough for um you know a uh, a team that came off of a you know a forty five point game last week and looked absolutely unstoppable. You know uh, with. Joe Burrow throwing for 345 yards all in the first quarter, uh, first half. So, uh, that's a big hit. And if you have, uh, you know, in fantasy, T Higgins is your guy back to, uh, the NFC East teams making trades. Cowboys traded for Jonathan Hankins. I think that helps out, um, a little bit. I, I mean, it's, it's a good move. I, don't get me wrong. You know, they, they needed a run stopper in the middle. They haven't really had that much. Um, you know, he's Jonathan Hankins is graded better than every defensive tackle that the Cowboys have other than Tristan Hill. So, it's a good move. It's needed. You know, and just adds to the depth of that defensive line. And then the Eagles said, all right, we see your Jonathan Hankins, and we uh, we go out and get Robert Quinn. So the Eagles go and trade for Robert Quinn to add to their defense. So now I, I like honestly, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, out of the two trades, the the Eagles have won that. I mean, Robert Quinn is is a beast, but also the Cowboys also win in that being that they're not going to be able to see Robert Quinn this week uh, when they play the Bears. But uh, I, I think the Cowboys have to come back at them with another trade. You know, we, they need, you know, I, I would I would love to see them go out and try to get a wide receiver. You know, DJ Moore is a, is a guy that I I kind of like in, in trades if we're, we're talking about them. Um, you know, Zeke is hurt now. I, I honestly don't think you need to go out and get a, a running back, but you know, anything really helps. Um, you know, I, I could see them. I, I I would love to see them go out and get a cornerback. You know, you lose Jordan Lewis uh, for the year with a Liz Frank injury. So the Cowboys could use a, a, a defensive back and they could use a wide receiver. Those are the two. And I mean, if they could go out and get a, a, a lineman as well, that, that would help immensely but uh we'll see what happens through that also uh this past week Christian McCaffrey was traded to the 49ers uh, I don't believe I spoke about it in the last show 
because I think I had it done before that trade went down. But Christian McCaffrey ended up playing uh, this past week for the 49ers. As I said, James Robinson to the Jets. The Giants also made a trade, and they didn't acquire anybody. They traded away. Kadarius Toney, which is crazy to me. Um, the fact that they weren't using him right, uh, the fact that he's shown signs of being, you know, a, a game changer. And to be totally honest with you, he could be that game changer in the AFC now with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So be on the lookout for him to be a pro bowler. Be on the lookout for him to be a Super Bowl champion as well. So that's, uh, hey, listen, I'm glad that he's out of the Giants. So <laughs> that works for me. For a team that's struggling putting wide receivers on the field right now, they trade away one, which is crazy to me. But uh, let's get into some of uh, the biggest surprises so far this year. We're at the, like, we're almost at the midway point. I forgot there's 18 weeks now. So um, we're almost at the, the the halfway mark. But biggest surprise, I think you got to go New York football. Jets and Giants, well, New Jersey football, I will say. New York football Giants and the New York football Jets that play in New Jersey are combined for 11-3. and They're both playing very well. Both beat up on the Packers. Packers are pretty bad, though, so uh, we can't go off of that. The Giants have beat teams that they should beat, really. That's what it comes down to. Uh, I think I honestly think the the Jets are a better team than the Giants, and I I mean people are gonna say I'm hating because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm not. I, I'm just being totally honest. If we're, if we're gonna be there and we're gonna talk about these two teams, you go off of you know their quarterbacks. I'm taking Zach Wilson over da- Daniel Jones. If you're taking Daniel Jones over Zach Wilson, I, I I don't know what to tell you. Watch some tape. Although, I have been on the record plenty of times when everybody was killing Daniel Jones, I was saying he's not the issue. And he hasn't been the issue. Since they drafted him, he hasn't really been the issue. He's made dumb mistakes, absolutely. But you see young quarterbacks making those dumb mistakes. But I don't think Daniel Jones was the demise of the New York Giants. This is a team that has always needed a lot of help. Defensively. Offensively. Their offensive line is absolutely dreadful. They're playing well this year. You know, uh, Brian Dable has this team really on, uh, you know, Hitting on all cylinders. But I want to see them play a good team. And I mean, I have seen them play a good team and they lost. Their only loss. But I want to see them play a good team. Because it's coming out that the Packers are a bad team. That the Ravens like to blow leads. Then you beat up on the Panthers. The Panthers are dreadful. 
Although they start PJ Walker and they beat up on the Buccaneers, which is crazy. But I, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. The Giants really haven't played anybody. And listen, you'd play the games that you're given. And I understand that. You play the games that you're given, and if they're not good teams, hey, easy win then. The Giants haven't beaten anybody by a crazy amount. They haven't had those games where it's like, you know, now, again, this is, I live in the New York area, so I see how delusional Giants and Jet fans are. So, I, you know, they, they, they tend to jump to conclusions. Oh, they're the greatest team alive. Or they're absolutely horrible. I don't know why I like this team. This year, you know, you're seeing a lot of, oh, this is the best team in the league. Um, But, yeah, like, it's, it's just the Giants. I want to see what happens when they play the Eagles. I want to see what happens when they play the Cowboys again. Cowboys are on Thanksgiving. Or they play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, I'm saying. So yeah, you know, they're they're 11-3. And kudos to both these teams. They're, you know, they're playing well. Uh, another big surprise. The Seattle Seahawks. And I don't know what's a bigger surprise. The the Seahawks as a whole or Geno Smith by himself. Because Geno Smith has been bowling right now. He has been bowling out. And you know what? It's funny. We add these all together. The Giants are playing the Seahawks this year. Oh, well, this week. So, and it's in Seattle. So, what are we going to get here? Are the Seattle Seahawks as good as what we're seeing? Or are the Giants... Just not as good. That's what I, you know. That's what it really comes down to. So I'm excited to to see what happens in this game. But those are those are my big surprises. I have more big disappointments. My biggest disappointment so far, and I mean they should be everybody's disappointments. The Buccaneers. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. Uh, it's not that, you know. I, I mean, let's be serious. You know, his offensive line hasn't been playing to what they've shown. Uh, the past two years. But the, the overall, the team is not playing well. But Tom Brady hasn't looked good. I mean, the first play of the game, he throws a, I mean, dime piece of a ball. And Mike Evans just drops the, the easy touchdown, walk-in touchdown. So, again, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know what's going on with this team as a whole. Their defense last year was unbelievable. The year before, unbelievable. Their defense is known to stop the run. They're just they're everybody's just not playing well. And you know, a lot is is being uh put on Tom Brady, you know, uh, you know, talking about uh the whole thing with Giselle. I, I mean, I don't even want to get into that part because this is not TMZ. But it's just I just don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. He doesn't look good. And I, I like, this is a guy uh, that I've loved watching. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Tom Brady. I don't want to see him bad. You know, I don't, I don't want to see him, you know, he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time. That's, 
that's, you know, easy money, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't fight that anymore, but it's, it, it's a guy that, you, you know, I grew up watching, I don't want to, I don't want to see him bad, you know, I'd rather see him retire on, you know, a note of being still the greatest quarterback that we, that we were ever to watch. So I'm hoping that the Bucks kind of figure it out a little bit, or at least Tom Brady figures it out. I don't really care, you know, because it kind of goes hand in hand with the Packers. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers is playing, I guess, okay, but the team is just uh, dreadful too. So many mistakes. I mean, it's it's crazy to see these two quarterbacks on such bad teams. It really is. And then we add another great quarterback in Russell Wilson. And he's been a disappointment. What is up with Russell Wilson? I, I mean, I, I always knew that he was kind of a weirdo. Um, and I never really liked Russell Wilson. I Like, when he came into the league and they went to the two Super Bowls, won one, lost one, you know, I, ha- I was in the, the belief and I, I was really sticking with it that... He was dri- like he was he was carried by one of the best defenses we've ever seen and an unbelievable running back. But then, you know, as that defense broke apart, um Marshawn Lynch wasn't there, then I started to respect him a little bit more because he was still Russ. He was still unbelievable. But I didn't realize you know, behind closed doors, what this guy is all about. And you can hear some of his his uh, teammates talk about him. And it's really never good, but it's not bad either. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, they're, they're just trying to hold off on absolutely ripping, up, ripping him apart. But, like, a perfect example, Marshawn Lynch on um, Richard Sherman's podcast and basically, you know, with Russell Wilson's struggles, Marshawn Lynch says, you know, I, I wanted to reach out to him and just kind of like help him through a tough time. And Richard Sermon's like, well, do it. And then Marshawn Lynch basically says like, well, you know, it's hard to get in touch with him. And then Richard Sherman says like, you have to get to, you have to go to his manager to get in touch with him. That's weird. And the thing that drives me crazy and i don't know if he does this in every you know press conference and i used to i mean i i i guess he he did because when i would do the games when i worked for um Sirius XM you know i would have to cut the audio of the press conferences uh at at the end of games and russell wilson you know when he was with the seahawks would always at the end say all right go hawks and now this whole thing with the Broncos, you know, the less ride thing, whatever. It's a little weird to say after you get beat up to say let's ride. Like I I mean, it's a little different than saying let's go Bronco or go Broncos or whatever. Like the let's ride, like dude, don't do that. Don't don't. Nah, don't do it. Doesn't have it's not in good taste. I I mean, that's you just got beat up on the field out there for a team that, you know, 
had a chance to to make the playoffs, and we thought it was going to be really good. Don't 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 do that. Don't let's ride. Don't do that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. So yeah, he he's a weirdo, and you're seeing it more and more. He's just he's an absolute weirdo. So. His struggles, and now the last disappointment, the Chargers. What's the deal with this team? Why can't we see the Chargers that were expected every year? This team, Justin Herbert, I I mean, come on. You look at the defense, defense, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. I know he's hurt, but still, Derwin James. You had J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson's out for the season now, but J.C. Jackson, before he even got hurt, was terrible. And the guy last year was arguably the best cornerback in the league. What's the deal with the Chargers? Why can't they play to expectations? I want to see Justin Herbert play well because it's there. The talent is there. The guy is a great quarterback. Why can't they put it on the field? Why can't they just show it? You see it in games, and then the next game they're like, uh, uh, you know, a Pop Warner team. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. And the fact that Chiefs fans or, you know, just people around the sport thought that the Chiefs weren't going to win this division, you're absolutely out of your mind. This is still the Chiefs' AFC West. It just, uh, the, the Chargers, and I'm not even a fan. I mean, I love Justin Herbert. I'm not even a fan of this team, and it frustrates the hell out of me on how good this team could be. So my power rankings, and then we'll get into QB power rankings after that, and uh, you know a lot of other uh, you know card talk and stuff like that. But power rankings, nothing really changed uh, from last week for me at least. The Bills uh, are still number one. The Chiefs are still number two. The Philadelphia Eagles are still number three. I don't care if they're six and zero or not. The Dallas Cowboys moved up. They're at number four now. I, I think I had them at four, maybe five. The Dallas Cowboys are four. The Minnesota Vikings are five. The Giants and the Jets are six and seven. The Bengals are eight. The Titans are nine. And the Seattle Seahawks just hopped into my power rankings. These are teams, I I mean, I know I, I might get chirped by Eagles fans or, you know, I don't care. I really don't. The Eagles aren't as good as everybody thinks. They're not. And I said it last week. If you want to go to my last week's podcast, you could go listen to what I said. They're a gimmicky offense. This is a team that I don't think is that good. Yes, you know, adding Robert Quinn was was uh, a good move for them. But I, I still... They really didn't impress me much. So, 
Yes, Eagles are number three. Cowboys moved up. They're number four. But now we go into, uh, you know, we do this. I'm trying to do it every week now because, you know, we had such a successful time doing it um, in recent years. So here we go. NFL.com QB rankings heading into week eight. We have Patrick Mahomes, number one. He takes the number one spot. Probably because Josh Allen did not have a game last week. So that's, you know, one thing. The Buffalo Bills had a bye last week. So I think that's why Josh Allen dropped. And Patrick Mahomes had a a very good game. So Patrick Mahomes so far, seven games, 66.9, basically 67%. Uh, He's got almost 2,200 passing yards. He's got 20 touchdowns. And five interceptions. Okay? Needless to say, the guy is absolutely absurd. Uh, Josh Allen, as I said, moved down. He's number two. Jalen Hurts stayed the same at number three. This is the, this is what I'm talking about, all right? This is why I say that the, the Eagles are number three in my power rankings, all right? Because Patrick Mahomes, number one, has 20 touchdowns. 20, okay? Josh Allen, 17 touchdowns, okay? Jalen Hurts, 6. Okay, 6. You're going to tell me that Jalen Hurts going up against Mahomes or Josh Allen is going to be able to play with them? Really? No. No. If the Philadelphia Eagles are your number one team in your power rankings, quit the sport. Stop reporting on them because you have no idea what you're talking about. The Eagles shouldn't even be number two. They're number three right now. And you know what? To me, I don't even think they're better than the Cowboys, but right now they beat the Cowboys last uh, two weeks ago. I'll give it to them. I'll give them that spot. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, six passing touchdowns. Okay? Joe Burrow moved up four spots to get to that number four spot now. You know, 345 yards in the first half. That's going to do it. That is going to do it. 15 touchdowns for my boy Burrow, okay? For an offense that the first six games was, eh, he's back. So, Burrow moves up. Geno Smith in the top five. Can we uh, can we sit back here? Hey, Jets fans. Geno Smith is in the top five of the QB rankings in the NFL. (laughs) Not the AFL, not the XFL, not the Canadian Football League. The NFL, Geno Smith, number five. He moved up two spots. He's got 11 touchdowns. He has more than Jalen Hurts, okay? And less interceptions. Come on, guys. Let's be serious. Justin Herbert moves down. He's number six. He's got 12 12 touchdowns, 2,000 passing yards. Lamar Jackson dropped three spots. He's number seven. Kirk Cousins moves up three spots. He is number eight. Tom Brady drops three spots at number nine. We got 10. Tua stays the same at number 10. He's back. Even he missed, what, two games? Nine passing touchdowns, more than Jalen Hurts. 
Daniel Jones, another team that I said is not as good as you know everybody thinks. Daniel Jones, six touchdowns. I will give him this. He's got 350 rushing yards. So, there's that. But he moves up seven spots to number 11. Kyler Murray, another dud. Seven touchdowns. This team, another team that, you know, is pretty solid. And the fact that Dak Prescott is under Kyler Murray is a joke. But, hey, listen, he's only played one game, well, two games now. Uh, so he's he's ranked number 13. Ryan Tannehill dropped down. He's number 14. Um, Derek Carr dropped again. He's number 15. Aaron Rodgers, number 16. He dropped seven spots. That's what happens when you lose to a P.J. Walker carried Carolina Panthers. Yet he still has more touchdowns. He actually has more touchdowns or one less touchdown than Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts put together. Matthew Stafford dropped two. He uh, He's looking rough this year. Six touchdowns to eight interceptions. Yikes. And four fumbles. Not looking good there in uh, L.A. Andy Dalton moves up. He's got eight. He's at 18. He moved up two spots. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, 11 touchdowns. Uh, lost to the Cowboys last week. He dropped two spots. Uh, and it's not... He didn't even really look that bad against the Cowboys. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence moved up one spot. He's got more touchdowns than Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts. Marcus Mariota dropped two. He's at 21. Jimmy Garoppolo dropped six. He's at 22. I, I mean... You lose to the Chiefs, you really can't like I don't I don't think dropping that far, but hey, listen. NFL.com. Justin Fields moves up six spots. He's at twenty three. He's uh he's got the same amount of touchdowns than Jalen Hurts. Yes, this is gonna be the, the constant thing. Okay. We have not you know, the last two, three years, we have not wavered. When talking about Jalen Hurts. We we tell you exactly how we feel about Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> Jacoby Brissett moved up two spots. He's at 24. Matt Ryan dropped two spots. He's at 25. But he will be off of this list next week. Because Sam Ellinger. Taking over. PJ Walker moved up six spots. He's at 26. Uh, he's got better numbers in three games than... Uh, <laughs> than Jalen Hurts, uh, Mac Jones and Bailey's happy. You don't know who's gonna who's gonna play. Um, Mac Jones four games, eight hundred passing yards, two touchdowns, six interceptions. Not good for uh, good old Mac. Um, four games for Bailey's happy, almost eight hundred passing yards, five passing touchdowns, three interceptions, but he's got four fumbles. That's that, wow. That's 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 big there, uh, Bailey. Taylor Heineke stays at 28. He had a decent game. Beat up on the Packers. Hey, listen. The Packers have lost to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders in consecutive games. I'm pretty sure the Packers should just pack them up, go get them next year. Davis Mills moves up two spots. He's at 29. This guy's a good quarterback. I wish he was on a better team. Uh, Kenny Pickett drops five spots. He's at 30. Seven interceptions. Yikes. Uh, Zach Wilson drops four spots. He's at 31. 
And he's got one passing touchdown. Yikes. One passing... Ugh, look at this. One passing touchdown. Yet they're 5-2. and two. And everybody's talking about how great the Jets are. And uh, Brad, uh, Brett Rippon, 32 for the Broncos. Listen, better than F- Russell Wilson. Jesus Christ. Uh, so those are your QB rankings heading into week 8. Let's get into some sports cards. Sports cards, the hobby. Yes, sir. Upcoming releases. You heard me? Here we go. 11-2. That is November 2nd, 2022. We have the 2022 Panini Chronicles Draft Picks Basketball. That is going to be coming in at the price of $150. So, in that box break, you'll get two autos, two mems, two spectra, 16 hollows, and six optichromes. So, we're looking for select crack ice in flight. We're looking at Mosaic Scripts, Autographs Gold, Contenders Optic, College Tickets Gold Vinyl, Gold Standard Rookie Jersey Autograph Super Primes, um, Limited Rookie Jersey Autograph Prime, Certified Freshman Fabric Signatures Super Prime. Um, We got the Don Russ Rated Rookies Platinum, Recon Base Purple, Spectra Aura Marbles, um... we will end up seeing, or I mean, these are all randomly inserted, um, you know, spectacular designs. Uh, Chronicles draft picks features the hottest rookies, including Paolo Banchero, Jalen Duran, or Duran, and Jaden Ivy. So, uh, you know, and you can find, you know, rookies, legends, uh, current stars, all in their college unis. Um, so, hey, listen. For if you're a basketball fan, you're a college fan. It's a cheap box. It's a cheap break. And hey, listen, if that's what you're looking for, uh, in terms of college uniforms, they're not overly chased, but you do find people that are into it and that will pay for it. So that is your 2022 Panini Chronicles draft picks basketball. Also coming out on. November 2nd, we have 2022, which I am actually pretty excited for because I think these cards are amazing looking. Uh, 2022 Panini Origins Football. That is going to come in at the price of 300 and the box box break, you will get one Jumbo Ripper RPA, uh, one other auto, you'll get one Mem, Two base rookie or rookie uh, vari- uh, variation and two base parallels. So in that, let me pull it up. Um, Panini Origins, here we go. So you're looking at the base red rookie signatures. They look, these this year they look sick. They look absolutely sick. Rookie autographs blue. Again, this is a cheap, you know, I mean, if we really think about it, let's let's look up. Uh, Panini Origins of last year and maybe the year prior uh, to that. Because I, I'll tell you right now, look, th- these these cards are very, very nice looking. They really are. Uh, a lot of them are thick. So, I mean, 
although that kind of sucks in terms of grading. They're harder to, to get graded. We're looking at 2020. That's first off the line. I don't want to go off of that. All right, so 2017 Origins is going for 1250. Okay. Uh, the 2021 Origins football box is going for 650. The 2018 Origins football is going for 750. 2020 is going for a thousand dollars. Okay. This year. Is 300. That's crazy. So if I'm you and you're into basketball, uh, you're into football cards, this is the box to buy. You know, you have passing stars, signatures, black, um, rookie jumbo patch autographs, dual rookie autographs, black. I mean, you guys got to see these, these cards, you know, what I'm looking at right now. They're like, they're so sick looking. This is why I love Origins. Um, you got the rookie booklets. Uh, there is a new, a new chase. Uh, it's called Proving Grounds. So that's cool. Uh, also new is uh, blank slate and pedigree. These are case hits. So that is uh, th- those are pretty sweet. I will say. So again, you got the rookies in this: Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, uh, and you know Brees Hall, and you know all those guys. Um, so yeah, you know blank slate is what we're sh- we're chasing. Pedigree, we're chasing. Those are the uh, the case hits in this. But again, three hundred dollars, guys, three hundred dollars. And if you're into football, and you're into the hobby. That's the box to go for. Come on. So uh, now we move on to uh, November 4th. Now we have two. We got basketball and baseball. So for the H2, we got 2021-22 Panini Select Basketball H2. So, we have, we'll be getting six prisms out of that. Um, base concourse, base courtside disco, base premier level, rookie jersey autographs disco, rookie jersey autographs disco. Um, that's the same thing. Duh. They just showed this. Oh, they're showing three here. Same thing. Um, yeah, so these, you know. H2 again. This is so this one's coming in at $250. So again, you can get regular hobby for select and it's like $600 or you can get the H2 and the the reason why I like the H2s. They're cheap. And it's the step up of the retail and a little step down from the H2, but it's together. You know, you have part of the the retail and part of the hobby all in one. For cheap. And you're still getting the cards that you would see out of a hobby box. But, you know, there's obviously different variations. Um, And there's some cards that you would not see in an H2 that you would see in the hobby. But still, again, 
250, six prisms. You, you know, out of that, you're going to get six cards per pack, four packs per box, 20 boxes per case. Um, and then we also have 20, uh, 2021-22 Panini 1-1 one Basketball coming in at $1,200. Box break, you're getting one auto, one base, parallel, or insert. So we got the base blue. There are downtowns in this. Base rookies gold. Um, rookie jersey autographs gold. Timeless moments autographs. Rookie autographs red. The timeless moments are sick. They're like in action type shots uh, with the auto. So two cards per pack, one pack per box, 10 boxes per case. You're getting, as I said, one autograph or uh, one autograph and one base parallel or, or insert. Base parallels include base blue, number to 35, purple, number to 25, red, number to 15, gold, number to 10, green, number to 5, and the black one of 1. So that's that. And then we also have, uh, and let me bring up the sell sheet on that, we have the Topps Cosmic Chrome Baseball coming in at 250. The box break, you'll get one Nucleus Refractor card. And uh, let me pull up that. There it is. The base cards are pretty cool. The base, uh, the gold interstellar refractor par- parallels are sick. These are pretty cool looking cards. So yeah, you can get a supernova launched into orbit, youth invasion, stargaze, rocket arms, uh, cosmic chrome autographs, stargaze autographs, um, launched into orbit autographs. And these, uh, as I said... You can get one Nucleus card per pack. I don't see how many cards are in this, uh, which is weird. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. Those are your upcoming releases. Also, we have a movie that's going to be made about the hobby. Go figure. How crazy is that? Uh, Adam Sandler, by the way, too. Adam Sandler and the Safdie brothers who uh, created Uncut Gems are going to be starting up filming uh, a movie or they're set, uh, they're they're writing a movie about um, heavy sports card collecting so I'm excited about that uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be sick and I think it's gonna be sick for the hobby itself I think this is huge for for the hobby you know to to get more people and Adam Sandler it's not like it, you're, it's just a bunch of no no names like this is Adam Sandler and it's going to be on Netflix so you're going to get eyes on the hobby so uh, you know and I hope they get it right really you know I hope they get you know they they bring in people that know what the hell they're talking about and hey listen um if they're looking for a set dressing crew let me know uh, Christian McCaffrey, since the uh, the trade, let's check out his stock because he's number one on sports card investors trending cards. His 2017 optic base rated rookie in a 30 day span is up 94.2%. In his seven day span is up 52.1%. So you can already tell what kind of difference that this made going from a bad team in the Panthers moving on to 
a pretty good team in the 49ers. So that's that's huge. But let's get into the World Series. So already I started to look at some of the, the numbers. And you're looking at Bryce Harper, Bowman Chrome, base, 2011, uh, is in a 30-day span has been up 64.6%. And in a seven-day span is up 26%. Uh, his tops... Update base, 2012, up 28% in a 30-day span, 15% in a 7-day span. Bryce Harper is having an absolutely remarkable world, like playoffs. I, I mean, the guy has been absolutely insane. So his Bowman Prospect Auto, up 58% in a 7-day span. His Bowman Chrome Base... Signature has been up 65% in a 30A span. Um, I mean, looking at this, I have this card actually. Tops home field advantage. Uh, I wonder if I could sell it. Maybe. Um, Bowman prospects. I, I'm actually going to see if he you know does anything. His downtown case hit uh, in Diamond Kings. Up 42% in uh, the 30-day span, 4% in the 7-day span. His rookie cards are up, but every little card that he's got going on is up. Kaboom, up in 30 days. His uh, Topps Chrome X-Factor 2013, up. I I mean, every card, you really don't see any red at all. The color blasts are sick. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Bryce Harper. Then we go on to um, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, he's up too. Uh, you know, actually, it, Kyle Schwarber's 2014 Bowman Chrome Draft Auto uh, is up 15% in 30 days, is down 1% in the last seven. His Topps Chrome Rookie Auto down... 6% in the 7 days 30 uh 30 days it's up 21. So in the the present time it's down. In the 30 day span all his cards are up. So that you're you're seeing the difference in that. We'll see what happens if he starts crushing home runs in the World Series. I think all these numbers end up going up. Now another guy that uh has been up Jeremy Peña I mean, look at this. His Bowman Chrome Prospects out of a mega box, his Mojo Refractor, up 157% in a 30-day span, 15 and 7. His Bowman Chrome Prospect Auto, up 20% in 30 days, 7% in 7 days. 42% in 30 days, 13% in 7 days for his Bowman Chrome Prospect Refractor. Every single one of his cards are up. The guy's having a, a, a great postseason. Um, we'll see what happens in the play, in the, the World Series. These guys, these are the guys that I feel like are their their hobby stock will go up. So now we move on to um, all right. So Jordan Alvarez, all of his cards are up in the thirty days. You know, you're seeing a lot of these guys in the 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 past seven days. Down because they really haven't had a game. We haven't had a, a you know a playoff baseball game 
since what Monday, Sunday. So you're almost at that seven days. You're you're basically at five days now, six days. So that's probably the reason why you're seeing the the down in the seven and the up in the thirties. Um, then also we'll look up. Jose Altuve, another guy that I think his uh, his numbers well, his numbers probably down because he uh, is not having a great off uh, postseason. So he so we have his Bowman Chrome prospect is up in thirty days. His tops update base in two thousand eleven is down in both seven and thirty days. His tops update diamond anniversary up in 30 days, down in seven. Um, his Bowman draft chrome down. And all the rest are basically in the red. So you're seeing a lot of Jose Altuve down. Although he's in the uh, the World Series. We'll see if that all changes if he has a, a big series. Justin Verlander leading into the playoffs was up uh, because he was having such a great season and we're probably going to be seeing him retire soon. So although he hasn't really had the greatest postseason and that is kind of showing in his numbers, uh, he's kind of he's definitely down in the, the, the seven days, uh, the 30 days. You have some green, some red. <clears throat> Now, uh, Zach Wheeler, another guy that really uh, changed up. Uh, I don't even think he's here. Yeah, they don't even have him on the website. So that's um, that's interesting. But yeah, so this is like, this is the stuff. This is what you're seeing. You know, that volatile, like, you know, we have a couple of days off. All right, now the numbers are down. But, you know, I'm with Bryce Harper, it's, the guy's having an unbelievable season, postseason, so it doesn't surprise me that he's he's up on everything. But, I mean, look at Bailey Zabby. His 2022 score rookie signature is up 106% in the 30 days, 73% in the 7 days. Sam Ellinger, purple, cracked ice out of prism, 7 days. Up 287,000, uh, 287%. 30 days, 287%. It's, it's unbelievable. Bailey Zappi's elite base rookie, which I have to see if I have that. I, you know, I might have that. Uh, 633% in the 30 days, 28% in the seven days. Absolutely absurd. Daniel Jones is even up. <laughs> like that's that's also crazy. But yeah, so that's that's gonna do it for the uh the sports talk part of this. Um quick on Madden. Uh there has been no updates in terms of title updates, but we got some releases. Here's the, the team of the week releases for week seven. Derek Carr, Kevin Byard. Josh Jacobs, Devondre Campbell, Roddy White, and Tracy Porter, all 92s. Uh, then we have Most Feared that just came out today. 
All these are 92s. Tyron Matthew, Devontae Adams, Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Ramsey, and Miles Garrett. And then also our K- AKA players, two of them, 92s overall. Steve McNair and their fridge, William Perry. We got the Legends coming out on Saturday. Uh, Team Diamonds should probably be coming out soon as well. Or maybe not. I, I have to look at that. Uh, but yeah, so that basically will do it for running up the score. Guys, how do you like it? It's just me now. It's just me. Um, again, I have something in the works. Hopefully next week I will have Grant Telford of Backyard Breaks and Nikki Rips of Backyard Breaks on running up the score. But that will do it. I'm Jerry. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.